You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1. Good morning, everyone, on this 14th day of January, the year 2023. My goodness, already two weeks into 2023. Where did 2022 and 2021 go? I am Matt Hatfield here with you on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. we got A.J. Risser, other side of the glass. The coach, Ed Young, with us as well. As always, 757 Saturday Sports Talk is brought to you by Larry King Law. If you're injured in an accident, you know who to call at 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D for Larry King. And we've got NFL wild card games all weekend long, even through Monday night, which could arguably be the best game of them all in many people's opinions with the uh, Buccaneers and the Cowboys. But uh, we say good morning. We're going to keep our fingers crossed, see if this works. To the coach, Ed Young, let's see if his microphone this time works in the studio. Let's see. Here we go. Three, oh, two, it's working. one. Tell you what, I'm that's here. why we have the, the brain trust. They, they get me on the air with women's games, talking about guys like Richie Somerville and Dino Franz and Jerry Hoyt. Those are the best of brain trust. They keep us all float, those fellas. I blame it on Richie. Don't blame, no, he got it fixed. Don't blame him. He I, fixed it. I'm saying I blame oh, you give him the credit. Done I got you. on Richie. Right. Yeah, he is pretty, They keep us from, from fracturing. You know, AJ's nervous in there. You know why? Because his Baltimore Ravens have a tough matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not so AJ, nervous now because um, we thought about today because they're about to get blown out today. today. No, they're not because they don't play today. Yeah. They play I mean, tomorrow. tomorrow. They play whatever. tomorrow. Well, they should play today. If I was Baltimore, I'd show up today and start. What, get a head start? Is get that a head you, start, right. get about three touchdowns in. I think Cincinnati is going to destroy them. I almost spent money to go, too. Did you? I, I mean, we were, me and a couple I, of I buddies. I want Baltimore, but I think Cincinnati. I want Baltimore. Says the Raiders and Steelers fan, who, who also is a Knicks and Celtics fan, and who else? I you're not a Yankees Red Sox. You're just a Yankees fan. I haven't zeroed in on who I'm picking and who I want to win the whole thing because none of these teams. Um, you know, well, go for Rissers Ravens. Why not? J- jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, at Baltimore, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing. Ball. I just don't think. There's something going on with that squad Be- right now. Before you decide. Lamar yeah. Jackson. See, you know, I can't refer to Ravens fully because they have the enemy. Even though he likes him, he's been on the show. Chuck Clark, who, by the way, is up for the Walter Payton Man of the Year, which is awesome. Out of Kingsport High School in Suffolk. But I go ahead. And I was going to say, I mean, you go back but to yeah, last. I I th- who's playing today? Who's playing? We'll look at that in a second. Go ahead, Rister. I was saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, didn't, I don't can hear. Can you not hear? Your headphones oh, are checked up. Oh, it's, it's, if it's not one thing, okay, it's the yeah, other. I'm sorry. I don't hear He's you not all. plugged in properly. We'll, we'll fix him during the break. That's what it is. But go ahead, Rister. You can but talk about I was going to say, you go back to last week. If you take away just a terrible game plan right there before halftime when Anthony Brown uh, fumbling the ball in the end zone, that's a 20-16 to 16 game. It was, and that's why I think we'll get to our picks later. I think you have a chance to cover. I don't think you have much of a chance to win. By the way, I can hear you now because he jiggled the headphones and he's good to go. See, I told you. That's like you three times there I was yeah, talking. I know. He was just over-talked to you. Which I, is, I, I, hey, I you better be ejected. Well, that didn't happen last night, but he had a, had a tough one. So we'll, we'll get to the scores here in a second. But uh, a lot to do on the program. We're going to have one special guest by the phone uh, scheduled to join us at 11 a.m. Uh, I believe it is the uh, Virginia Sports Hall of Famer David Teal, Richmond Times Dispatch, to talk some college football, college basketball. Uh, one of the best out there, scribes in the country and authors. And I know you want him to write a book, Ed, on all his travels with the uh, Daily Press and uh, all his sports writer cronies like Dave Johnson and Lynn Burke and all those fellows over the years. You'd read that book. You'd be the first one in line to buy that. You like those stories behind the scenes oh, from God. the scribes. That'd Love be great, it. right? 
Love those kind of stories. Guys got so we'll uh, hear that. We'll also have an interview from last night's uh, thrilling game on the peninsula that I was able to take in after my uh, return trip from Statesboro, Georgia. You've been to Statesboro, Georgia? Uh, no. What, what's in Statesboro? We had a women's game with ODU, and it was at Georgia Southern. Fortunately, we didn't get too much damage from the tornadoes and some really bad severe weather that was down there hitting portions of Georgia and Alabama the last couple of days. So, uh, yeah, I was down there for that, but got back, got to see some high school hoops and uh, got ourselves a a busy show today before we sign off at 1140 with college basketball coming your way here on the airwaves. In fact, it'll be uh, coming up at 1140 this morning, if I'm not mistaken. It's Kentucky at Tennessee, right, AJ? That's what we have coming up after us. I think it is SEC. By the way, Calipari might be in some trouble. Are you going to go for that job, Kentucky and uh, Calipari now? Word is he might go to Texas. I think Texas is going to throw a bushel of money at him. A bushel uh, of money. Bushels of money at him, I think. Isn't he making? Isn't he getting bushels of money at Kentucky? Yeah, he, he's, he's not in it for the money. He absolutely don't need the money. I, I think it might be time to make a change, I, I think. Because the fan base is starting to get a little nervous. They're not the power team um, they've been in the past. Uh, it, this could be the time. And, and, and I hate to say this, Texas can give them way more money than Kentucky can. We don't have any local kids or players with Boo Williams ties for either squad. I know we had Matt Coleman for a couple years there who played at Maury and Oak Hill. Was Boo's point guard on the travel scene. Keldon Johnson, who's arguably the best player for the San Antonio Spurs right now, my dad's favorite team. He was uh, a standout for Boo and got them to the Final Four at Peach Jam. He was at Kentucky for a year, a cup of coffee, then he darted off to the NBA. But we don't have any... I tell you, that, you know who's doing great, though, from our area that played at Norview is Keontae Johnson with Kansas State, which is so great to see because we were on the air last year. Remember when he collapsed? Uh, oh, or it might have yeah. been two years ago. Yeah. I know, you know, the last couple of years, we were on the air when he collapsed in that game against Florida State, which was a very scary scene and unfortunately evokes memories of what just happened recently with DeMar Hamlin and also that tough thing that happened locally here with Emo Essien, who I hear is uh, improving, which is great to see from Old Dominion, the uh, – point guard for the Monarchs, but those are very scary situations, whether you're a fan or you're a player, a coach, a broadcaster, or anybody, and you're watching just somebody collapse like that. Um, So um, good to see Keontae, though, is healthy, the young man who's nicknamed Red for Kansas State, and uh, they could be a sleeper come tournament time. Keep them in in mind for your bracket picks to maybe make a sweet 16 or lead eight run because they're pretty dangerous there, the uh, Wildcats. Yeah, I know you've been harping on um, um, Kansas State for a while. Watch out for them. They could be dangerous. Watch out for them. I, they, they probably uh, they get beat in the first round. Ed'll fill out fourteen brackets. Wait, wait get beat in the first round? Why, why? You know why are you throwing dirt on my picks here? We haven't got to March. You're going to fill out fourteen brackets like all those people. Then say, well, I was. I used to, but I can't do that now. I can't keep up with all that stuff. You can't keep up with it all. Okay. By the way, uh, congrats to the person who won the billion dollar lottery last night. Somebody won that. Uh, in Maine, of in all Maine. places. It wasn't me, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah one person. So uh, congrats to them, and their life has changed forever. So how many lottery tickets did you buy? One. One? I'm, only buy, I'm not going to go crazy. Well, why would no, – so that that I – see, okay, so you fill out all the brackets to increase your chances. Why don't you buy, like, I, I, lottery tickets? I, I have fun filling out brackets. You don't have fun buying lottery tickets? <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. I mean, I buy because, you know, it's there. One, one, you know, it's the old adage. People say, oh, you can't win a lottery. It's one in 92 million shot. Well, it's zero if you don't play at all. So throw it in there and – you know, uh, it's, I, I'm not going to get get crazy. But I, I was standing behind somebody the other day, yeah, yesterday, Friday. Bought about, I I, I really believe it was a hundred dollars worth of the uh, goodness Mega Million tickets because it was the billion dollar a hundred dollars in that's tickets. That's wild. 
And I just said, I hope he at least gets his money back. That's insane. That's just that's, that's almost crazy. as crazy as picking the Colts to beat the Vikings when they're up thirty three to nothing, which is another story. Nobody's done that. <laughs> no. I don't I don't know anybody in this earth that would have done picked them. So by the way, uh, well let's let's fire up the scoreboards. We'll continue this discussion. It's time to go through some high school basketball scores before we get really way backlogged here on this edition of seven five seven Saturday Sports Talk on ESPN Radio ninety four point one. Ah yes, there's that John Tesh. Round ball rock theme from the old NBA on NBC days. All right, and they brought it back for some of the uh, basketball telecasts I see now in college hoops. All right, Ed, where do you want to begin? We'll just go through them all. No districts. How do you want to do this year, Fred? If you got to buy night. district, let's get mine the heck out of the way. Get I don't yours the heck out of the way. Again, yeah. what, what, what? You know, you didn't have a, you didn't have a pleasant night last night. No, uh, we you turned the ball over too much. Panicked the wrong time. Um, we had a great shot at winning, and uh, we, we just played probably. Overall, our worst—I won't say worst game. It was our worst half, second half. After I saw you win by thirty on Tuesday against oh, that Lakeland. was different. That was we were we were off in our race cylinders there. But Western Branch last night did some things that disrupted us, and uh, we just shot the ball horrendous, and didn't we threw it all over the gym and uh, whatever. All right, so you heard that Ed uh, dropped a tough one last night to the Bruins of Western Branch. Was where we'll begin. Ellis Wright led the way for Paul Hall, who came on the show last week. Good to know if we didn't jinx him. He also won the Bruin Classic last week. Uh, you t- took a tough one against Franklin, but you sandwiched in those two losses with a win over Lakeland. So your squad is now 8-3 uh, and three on the year. If you're keeping track at home, as I know many of you are, the Ed Young countdown to 500 is now four victories away at 496. But what else happened in the Southeastern District last night? Well, they're back from Nolens, New Orleans. The Kingsport Bulldogs ranked number one in the area. Also uh, among the top teams in the state in Class 4. Rick Heights team victorious over Lakeland, their other Suffolk rival, uh, winning at 77-44 behind 15 points from Adarius Boston and 14 from Samuel Brennan. Unfortunate incident last night that we thought was going to finish the game, but they resumed it and concluded it over there at uh, the Dollar Dome in Chesapeake with Oscar Smith and Indian River, two rivals. It was not involving the players or coaches. It was outside the gymnasium. Unfortunately, uh, we've not gotten any reports of anything that was too serious from it, but we're glad they were able to resume that. And everybody seemed to be safe from it. Oscar Smith beating their Chesapeake rival last night, 67-45, to as LeVar Griffin's Tigers remain unbeaten behind 12 points and six rebounds from Jaden Haslam and nearly a triple-double from Kareem Stagg, the sophomore. Nine points, nine rebounds, and ten blocks. And that sets up Tuesday night at the showdown. Oscar Smith at King's Fork in Suffolk at the Kennel. You better get there plenty early if you want to get a ticket and get a seat. Yeah, that, that would be Suffolk people come in droves, and Smith will bring some people. And it uh, should, be, should be a close one, but I think King's Fork wins it. You think Kings Fork wins it. So you heard that right there, Oscar Smith fans. Uh, Ed Young doubting you right out of the shoot here. Great bridge in an out-of-district matchup with the Bayside Marlins. A winner 71-44 to over Bayside as Christian Brown poured in a game-high 26 points. His brother Antoine Brown with a double-double of 11 points and 10 rebounds for Scott Bigby's Wildcats. Within the Southeastern District, one more result to tell you about on the boys' side. Grassfield over Hickory 85-35 to as Toa Hollenbeck led the way with 14 points for the Grizz of Grassfield High. Over there on the girls' side of things in terms of high school hoop action last night across the 757 uh, in the Southeastern District last night. Uh, Grassfield's girls were a winner over Hickory, 63-37. to Amaya Fisher with 27 points and four steals. Indian River girls beating Oscar Smith, 44-35. to Tristan Rickenbacker with 15 points and six boards along with three steals. And Nans River girls a winner, 55-32 to over Western Branch as Jordan Richardson was a perfect 10-of-10 10 10 from the field with 29 points, six rebounds, and five steals. So uh, 
Leroy Skinner, right? Your former uh, assistant coach, and he played for you, right, when you were up at Mount Aloysius? At Mount Aloysius. They're improving over there because they had a rough year a season ago, but they they played pretty competitively with Lakeland of the night. And I tell you what, they're getting a little bit better. Maybe not one of the better teams, but you like the progress, right? a very young team, too, yeah. So uh, moving over from the southeastern to uh, one more out-of-district result on the girls' side, it was Bayside's Gals beating Great Bridge 67-46 to behind Jelia Hamilton's 15 points. And Jesse Ware filling the stat sheet with 14 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds, 8 steals. She almost had a quad double there for uh, the Bayside ladies. Uh, where else do you want to go? You want to go to Privates, Eastern, Peninsula, Bay Eastern. Rivers Beach? Eastern District last night on the ladies' side, it was Granby over Churchland 43-20 to as they get it done in that one. Uh, Manor girls over Norcom 71-30, to another good team for Roger Smith there. Jada White, listen to these stats, had 36 points for her, 8 rebounds, 3 steals, and 3 assists. A.J. Richardson, who's a uh, talented young lady, had 13 points as well. So Manor girls a winner. Norview girls over Lake Taylor 78-18 to as your former player Jonathan Wilson got another victory behind Diamond Wiggins' 21 points, 12 rebounds, and six, uh, six steals. On the uh, guy side last night in terms of the Eastern District results, it was a good one over there with Manor and Norcom. Uh, Portsmouth rivals, Manor winning at 63-57 to behind 14 second-half points from Tony Goodman Jr. Ryan Smith, that's uh, girls coach Roger Smith's son, had 10 points in the first half to steady the way for the Mustangs in that one. Churchland a winner over Granby, 62-32, to as Paul Jones and Monty Gatling had 15 points apiece in that one for the Truckers. Norview boys knocking off Lake Taylor last night in the Eastern District. Uh, that was an interesting result. A lot of people thought that uh, certainly you could see uh, Lake Taylor boys, who I believe moved up to number five, Ed, in our latest Virginia Preps Class 3 uh, Top 10 rankings. Uh, would keep rolling here as they try to position themselves for a top seed in 3A, but it was Norview boys winning 75-68 to 68 in that one, and I believe that covers the Eastern District results that we have from last night. I'm not seeing a score on Maury Booker T, by the way, so if you have that, give us a holler at 757-687-9494. That's area code 757-687-9494 here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk on ESPN Radio. 94.1. You know why I don't see that score? Because they didn't play last night. I guess that game got uh, moved. So they're going to play Booker T on February 7th and February 16th to close out the regular season. Twice in a span of three games. So that's why I don't see the score. It didn't happen last night. All right. We got the Eastern District covered. Where are we off to next? Peninsula. Peninsula. I was over there at Woodside High School, the Woodside Way in Newport News. And Kikatan, which lost to Woodside by 17 in the season opener. 57 to 40 at home at the cave. They go to Woodside and they pull off the mild upset, if you will. Kikatana winner 69 to 60 over Woodside as they place four players in double figures, led by Tyler Suber 17. Kevin's Copeland with 13 points and 10 rebounds as he bunched uh, six of those points and five boards in the fourth quarter. Kikatan was down early by eight. They took a 14 point lead in the third quarter, Ed, behind three threes from Ormond. And then in the fourth quarter, Woodside regained the lead only to watch Kikatan finish him off in style. Trevor Smith, the Richmond signing with 19 points in defeat for the Wolverines. And we'll hear from Coach Willie Gauze in just a little bit here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Also in the Peninsula District last night, Bethel went over Warwick 44-27. Let's see what we have on the girls' side. Well, we have two forfeits to tell you about on the girls' side. Apparently, Gloucester has forfeited to Hampton girls. 
and Phoebus has forfeited to the Minchville girls. One more boys score, by the way, I've left out in the PD. Minchville a winner over Phoebus on the boys' side, 73-51 to as Lamont Struthers' Monarchs remain unblemished at 11-0. A.J. Clark with 22 points. The VMI commit Jordan Watlington with 14 in support. Jordan Leakes dropped 17 in defeat for the Phantoms. And we watched Phoebus last Saturday, in fact, knock off uh, Norview over at Western Branch. Uh, James Daniel's got a good squad that can make some noise in Class 3, but it looks like Minchville has cemented themselves, I dare say, as the best team team to beat in 5B. Although, hold on now, fans on the south side might say watch out for Maury, who won the region crown a season ago. I agree with that. I would say those two right now. But, boy, I tell you what, Woodside, kick it down, going to have a lot to say, too, as, as you move into there. Um, it's a shame because they're only taking six, and I think you're going to have probably eight, nine really strong teams. Yeah, it's going to be a, really a log jam there for those last couple of spots. Uh, when it comes to the uh, playoffs in Region 5B. Also on the ladies' side last night, uh, we've got to score for you on the uh, peninsula. I'm trying to find it now. I just had it with Bethel and Warwick girls. Uh, we'll get it to you here in just a second. It was the Bethel ladies victorious over Warwick, 53-47. to Jada Jackson led the way for them with 21 points. All right, let's get through these last few scores as time is dwindling down for us. Oh, I left out, by the way, uh, on the boys' side, PDY's Heritage, a winner over Denby, 66-31 to 31 behind DJ Lasseter's 15 points. Where are we off to next? Beach, Bay Rivers, where you want to go? Beach. Beach District last night on the boys' side, The uh, as my computer seems to be talking, or that's your phone talking, rather. Uh, <laughs> Lance Town winner. AJ's shaking his head in there. Oh, my goodness. Ed, Ed's like a kid with toys in here, uh, Rister. He can't he can't operate with phones that don't have the mute buttons and all the different things. All right, Lance Town winner over Greener on 62-47. to Demir Pollard with 14 points to lead the way for Dwight Robinson's Eagles. How about this game last night, Ed? It went to overtime between the Princess Anne and Salem boys. PA pulling it out 69 to 68. So despite a three and ten record, Lloyd Deloach's Sun Devil's been very pesky lately here. Styles Clemens, the freshman, with 23 points to lead the way for Corey Kofer's Cavaliers. And on the boys' side, first Colonial thought they had D Nice. Darren Sanderland's Chiefs of Kempsville beat. In fact, they led the game 40 to 32 with five minutes and 15 seconds to go, but a 17 to 4 run staged by Kempsville, the last 5-14, resulted in the Chiefs. Winning it 49-44 to over First Colonial. Cox, which lost nine days ago to Kellum at home, gets revenge 61-35 to as Bobby Wolf's Falcons win behind 27 points from Ben Nacy. Remember, he had nearly a triple-double in the uh, loss to Lansdale last Friday, so Cox getting the win there. And Tallwood victorious over Ocean Lakes 68-47 to behind Micah Eastman's 26 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, four steals. So Cox over Kempsville, Lanceton over Green Run. Kempsville has to rally to beat FC in Tallwood over Ocean Lakes. You heard the base I lost to Great Bridge earlier. So Lanceton looking like the best team in the beach, but there are some teams that can be pesky and make some noise. That 5A bracket is so up for grabs, isn't it? Yeah, I, I just, it seems like some teams are having down years, but yet they're still in it. And then we talk about 5B being some really power teams. I don't know if you could say a lot of power teams in A, but it's, it's a little bit more wide open that right now you can't really put a finger on what team is there. And, um, you know, Green Run have an uncharacteristic, not a good year. Kempsu, I thought, would be a little bit better. But, again, people will be hitting their stride here in another week or two. I mean, it's, it is January. It's more district play now than it was in December. 
So team, teams find their way. Well, and remember last year the number seven seed Bayside won the region tournament. So you mentioned Green Run not having its characteristically strong year. I don't know if anybody wants to draw them as a seven or eight seed if they were that low in the tournament because you do have a coach in Kenneth Harris who's won before and he does have two good sophomores in David Trey Miller, Cash Jackson. So someone that could be a lower seed might win that tournament because it's yeah. happened recently. And also a few years ago Salem did as an eight seed as well. Yeah, I, I, and I would think that. Even in B, somebody that's, you know, it only take it six, but watch out for three, four, five, maybe. You know what? I think one of those teams can make a run. I'm not sure win the tournament. They can keep someone from winning the tournament. That's for sure. I know right. that. So And again, it's like when we get into playoff time matchups, who's against two, and what you think would be a close game becomes a blowout. When you think it's a blowout, it's a close game. You know who's still dominant, though? The Princess Anne girls. Zakaya Stevenson, the Ole Miss signing, 24 points, 12 rebounds, 11 steals. She had a triple-double and was two assists shy of a quadruple-double. Darnell Dozier's Lady Cavs, a perfect 12-0. They beat Salem 56-38. to Salem dropping to 9-3 on the year on the girls' side. Also in the beach last night on the ladies' side, it was Zakaya Lindsay's 30 points and 15 rebounds to lead the way, and their 72-47 to win over first Colonial. Kellum girls over Cox, 61-27. to Lansdowne girls under Vic Rosado, a winner over Green Run, 41 to 28. I think I left out earlier, by the way, on the Southeastern girls. Kings Fork over Lakeland, 61 to 16. Soraya Griffin, who began her career at PA, by the way, also had a triple double with 18 points, 13 assists, 10 steals. A lot of triple doubles happening in girls basketball right now, Ed. I, I, you can see it. I can, I, say I, can see, I, I can see why in girls. All right, let's finish up with the Bay Rivers District on the uh, ladies' side last night. Pocosin over Grafton, uh, 47 to 40, as the Islanders get the win in that one. You also had on the Bay River side in girls, Jamestown over York, 49. Check that, 59 to 31. Tab edges New Kent, 32 to 31. And Warhill, a winner over Lafayette, 38 to 28, as they got 20 points and check that, 20 rebounds and nine points from Comfort Akpen. For the Warhill girls, Smithfield boys remain unblemished in the Bay Rivers play as Chris Brown's team. The Packers win it behind Sean Brown, 16. EJ Hendricks is 15 points, six rebounds. They edge out Bruton, 58 to 56 last night in the BRD. Grafton under Jeremy Jordan, a winner over Pocosin, 49 to 27. York gets it done, 66 to 46. Tell you what, Million Smith Walker's having a great year, 16 points and 10 rebounds for him. Shamaris Whitby, the linebacker in football, so with a double double of 12 points and 10 rebounds as York was able to overcome a halftime deficit to get that 66 to 46 win over Jamestown. Don't want to leave out the private schools last night on the hardwood. It was Norfolk Academy over Hampton Roads Academy, uh, 58 to 37. Isle of Wight Academy dropping one to Walsingham, 86 to 50, as Bryce Watlington scored 33 points to lead the way for the Trojans. Paul Williams chipping in 19 as well. And the Catholic boys, a winner over Norfolk Collegiate, 72 to 63. Bobby Steinberg has them rolling. Uh, Braden Thorne with 21 points and three assists in that one. And also a winner last night, the Catholic girls over Riverdale Baptists of Maryland. Ed, you saw them. Kate Carlson, the William & Mary signee, with 17 points, nine rebounds, and four steals as they beat Riverdale 58 to 53. That's a darn good win right there. I saw Riverdale girls and thought it was a college team. I can't, I didn't think anybody can beat them. They are, they're big, uh, very, very skilled, very talented. And uh, they've got a, I got to believe a ton of division one prospects on that squad. A lot of talent. All right. That's going to wrap up the scores before we go to break. Let's squeeze in our buddy. The phones aren't working for me in here as AJ. So you can put them on for us uh, online too. There is Keith in Claremont. We say good morning to the one, the only Keith. How are you, sir? How you doing, Matt? Half an idiot. How you doing this morning? Horrible. <laughs> he lost last night, so he's he's a little grumpy, uh, Keith. If you can't tell, you you gonna bounce back. You gonna bounce back. Yeah, I, I can bounce back, but I'm not the one playing. Yes, sir. Um, 
I hope you get the, I'm going to you get that 500 win. That'd be nice. We just try to get that next one. I think it's Hickory. Oh, you got yes, Hickory. Yes, Hickory's okay. our next game. All right. We might have to, we have to do a poll question, Keith. We'll put up the options of when you think Ed Young will get the uh, 500th win. When, when do you think it's going to yes, happen? Sir. You got a date for us? You have to look at the schedule and let us know when you think he'll get number 500. I get you. Uh, I think it'll be next week. No, yeah. he doesn't have four games next week, so it's mathematically yeah. impossible, Keith. You got You can't do it if you don't have four games. So it, it's, you have to look at the schedule and then let us know when you look at it. Matter of fact, okay. I have a schedule. Let me pull it up for you and let you let you predict this here. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to see. Keith, the, the, your, your the, Franklin team uh, knocked us off too. That front line was out rebounded us forty four twenty two. Oof. They got some height. They got some height. Yeah, they got some height. Tell Talent, you what, Shavon Torrance gets twelve rebounds every game. In fact, I left that score out, so I'm glad you said that. Let's give not your score with them last week, but uh, the Franklin Broncos a winner again last night. Robbie Cutchins' team sixty nine to fifty over Greensville as Jordan Myrick had twenty one points, and the aforementioned Shavon Torrance with fourteen points. And 12 rebounds. All right, Keith, so uh, Ed is 8-3. and three. He's at Hickory on Tuesday. The 20th, he hosts Great Bridge. He's at, he's at the win over Hickory. The 20th, he hosts Great Bridge. That's a win. <laughs> Woo! Making Great Bridge and I'm, Hickory. I'm, calm now. down now, Keith. Indian River, he hosts them on January 24th. That's a, that's a win. Ooh, he's giving you another <laughs> Come win. Come on, Keith. You're and being too here nice. Here you go. He's going to go from 500, Keith, on January 27th at Grassfield. That's a that's a W. Oh, you just made all those schools bad. Eric Johnson's <laughs> listening too, I'm sure. So Keith, he's saying he's going to happen four at wins in a row. Four wins in a row. Oh, he's a great. I, you friend. know what, Keith? I'm. I think it might happen the next night when he hosts Warwick on January 28th. I got a lot of faith in Ed, but I don't know if he wins all four of those games. I think the 28th, and if it doesn't happen, then watch out for January 31st at Deep Creek against his old assistant Craig Frost. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, right. I got another thing on the air. What do you got, Keith? The Verona Blue Devils. They, they, man, I, I, went, I went to that game that night, man. It, it was on fire last night. So man. you went to the Verona Henrico game. Was the gym on fire? Did they get it out? <laughs> no, they, 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 them boys on fire. They couldn't miss nothing. They got a player can shoot you out the gym. Number Can, four. I can't Kennard KJ Weiss, who had 38 points last night. And that boy was hitting three last night, man. It's gonna be hard. It seems hard. It is. Ever can beat them guys, and he's tiny, Keith, but he can play, can he? Can he, man? He can, man. I said him, he, he he shoot that boy last night. I said, what in the world? He 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 was bucking three pointers last night. He was knocking them down. Well, watch out for Verina. We've got them at the moment ahead of Kings Fork in Class Four at number one. We began the year at King, with Kings Fork number one. They could be on a collision course again in the state semifinals. And another thing, got two more things. Got right. West Albemarle. They won East Albemarle last night. They did, which was avenging their earlier loss. That was the battle between the Maynard brothers, Darren and uh, Greg. Greg at Albemarle's got 550 wins, and I think uh, Darren at, at Western Albemarle's either got 400 or he just got 400. He's he's around those milestones. They both got about a thousand wins between them. They're two excellent veteran coaches. There's another team you you sleeping on, uh, Paul View Patriots. I, well, I was sleeping on them. I'm not sleeping on them anymore. We just bumped them up in our class four top ten uh, to, I believe, fourth or fifth. But you're right. I was sleeping on them. I'm not sleeping on them anymore because I didn't know much about them, and they are coming out of nowhere and really playing well. They haven't played a tough schedule yet, though, Keith, so I'm curious to see as the competition gets fiercer if they hold up. I'm going to say good morning to Coach Brown and Coach Savage for Smithfield. Them guys, good morning to them guys. Don't morning. forget Pat Doolin, your great AD over there, too, now. 
Tell good morning, Pat. Doing good morning mm. to the Packer Nation. All right, there you go. I want to see you nice in the. Day. All right, Keith. I want to see you next time in that little picture they had last night. Uh, Doolin sent me. They had a little sports center. All these kids with microphones and headsets in the game in the stand. I want to see Keith with them as the sideline reporter. All right, we're going to take a timeout and come back with more here. It is seven five seven Saturday Sports Talk on ESPN Radio ninety four point one. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on ESPN Radio 94.1 on this glorious Saturday, the 14th day of January, the year 2023. As always, it's brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident, you call 757-INJ-U-R-E-D for Larry King. If you like basketball, there's a couple of uh, neat events going on today. You have the uh, Stat VA Girls Classic today, as well as on Martin Luther King Day this Monday over at Churchland High in Portsmouth. Uh, we'll give you the lineups for that. In fact, today on the girls' side, and it's uh, $15 GoFan only for tickets for that uh, 13th year Stat VA Girls Classic, which Mike Whittington, the AD over at Churchill, does a good job with. 11.30 a.m. this morning, you got Louisa and Forest Park. Uh, you also have, at 1 p.m., L.C. Bird and Massaponics. 2.30, that Riverdale Baptist girls team we mentioned, they play Highland Springs. Stewart School plays Millbrook at 4. Then you have some locals in action this evening with Norview girls playing Manchester out of Richmond, who's very good. That's a 5.30 tip. 7 o'clock tonight, the Princess Anne girls playing the Glen Allen ladies. And at 8.30, it's a much-anticipated local showdown with Minchville and Catholic girls. You got an edge to either team in that game? That's a toss-up, isn't it? My goodness. That's a hard game to predict. I'm going to lean. He's going to say the team with the most points wins, AJ. I can see him now. He's going to go with those cliche. Play it one game at a time. The team that plays the hardest. He's the hardest. Yeah. He went the ball last wins. I go Manchester. That's where you're, and you're. Ooh, all right. Made all the Catholic fans mad there. Uh, that's for the uh, day one. By the way, they have a day two coming up on Monday. Uh, JV game with Smithfield Churchland girls at 11 a.m. 12:30 at Smithfield Churchland uh, girls. Uh, then you have Salem and Jamestown at two o'clock on Monday. Cosby versus Grafton at 3:30. Western Branch plays Highland Springs at five on Monday, and Kempsville taking on Manor. At 6.30. You also have the Mid-Atlantic Basketball Classic today at Kempsville High School. Uh, $10 no re-entry, $15 all day. Doors open, I believe, at 12 today for that. 12.45, Life Christian versus Nansman Suffolk Academy. Green Run plays Ben L. Smith out of North Carolina. 3.45, Fairfax Christian taking on Peninsula Catholic. 5.15, Oscar Smith versus Kempsville. Cape Henry plays Norview at 6.45 and 8.15, Kings Fork versus Maury is the showdown there. You got to uh, pick in that game for uh, the mm. showdown. You make either either your Kings Fork rival fans mad or Daryl will put the hex on you with his foam finger. I'll have Maury. to go with the hex. I'm going to give uh, Kings Fork. Uh-oh. He just made Maury fans. That means no. I tell you what, he's not getting you $5 in a soda. That's for sure. Let's go to the lines, though. 757 687 We have, I believe, our pal Demetrius from the Northern Neck. How are you, Demetrius? Good morning. Hey, what's happening, guys? Great show this morning. How's everybody doing? Doing well, thank Mitra's you. Mitra's been a long time, baby. Come on now. It has been a long time. But before I forget, Ed, I wanted to let you know, on January the 27th, Northumberland High School will be honoring Coach Michael Stevenson since he's retired. Uh, so that will be at the game against uh, Rappahannock High School. I don't know if you can be in attendance for that. I know he would appreciate it. He's always had so much respect for you. Uh, so uh, I know you're, you're glad to see that they're doing something for him. Uh, it should be done. A guy that deserves it. Uh, true, true friend of mine. He was assistant with me a little bit. Um, we went to many Final Fours together. The guy deserves it. Unfortunately, I have a game on the 27th, right. if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, boy, I had heard rumors about it, and I wanted to be there. I want to kind of surprise him. But uh, uh, 
Um, you know what? He's such a good friend. That would be a time, a game that I would consider missing. Go see his tribute. Not if you're going for 500 at like uh, our man uh, Keith from uh, Claremont thinks no, he will. Now he coached was he was it at Suffolk High? Yeah, he was at Suffolk High. Now I would I would uh, the 500 would not be as important as uh, uh, seeing a, a tribute for Mike. Wow, that's nice of you to say. Absolutely. And one last thing, guys, because I know you're short for time. You got an interview coming up, um, Matt. This past uh, Tuesday. The Lancaster Red Devils played Washington and Lee, and a big uh, brawl broke out. Oh, no. With fans coming out of the stands, they they had to call state police. They had to call local police. They oh. had to call uh, help from another county. Uh, and so I was not in attendance, but I heard about it. In fact, my, my play-by-play partner, Carol Ashburn, had his scanner on while we were talking and listening to the uh, uh, other police officers saying, we need to get people here now. Oh, goodness. So, as you know, Lancaster beat WNL three straight times and end up losing to them uh, in the fourth game that they met. And then right. that also, you know, Washington Lee moved on to the state uh, championship. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, Demetrius, they, they changed their name from Washington and Lee. Is it Westmoreland now? It's Westmoreland now. Yeah, okay, yeah. But everybody still almost refers to them as Washington Lee because they're so used to it. So I get you. Wow. Did they ever? Did they didn't finish the game. Is it just going to go down as a canceled game, or do we even know? Uh, I don't know if they finished the game, but I know the final score was 66-38 Lancaster. Okay, 66-38. Uh, and, and, and they have to meet again. So uh, Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at it right here. It says uh, January 27th at Westmoreland. So that's going to be very dicey. And, and you hate to see that. We've got them now number one in the state in Class 1. Demetrius, as you know, the Henderson brothers can really play. And uh, Dwayne Penn in year two has got a lot of talent there. But you, you hate to see a game marred by something like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a tough situation. You know, Lancaster's got a bow in their backs, you know, since last year. And, of course, you know, uh, Westmoreland, they didn't like the fact of losing those three straight games. So, you know, that's what the rivalry is all about. But you hate to see. Now, I don't know what, the, what, the, what actually happened, and I really don't want to speculate. Right. And, I, and I hear that some assistant coach or somebody got involved, and that's what kind of kicked it off. Mm. Uh, but anyway... I just want to give you that information. Keep up the good work, guys. You're doing a great job. And I'll leave you with this. Ed, how about them Yankees? Well, before you leave, <laughs> give me a quick perspective on their offseason activity. Are you happy? Say that again? Are you happy with their offseason activity with the Yankees? Uh, I'm hoping that they can make a play for an outfielder. We need another outfielder. Aaron Hicks is damaged goods, so we need some help. I don't think they need to bring up one of those uh, rookie guys. Uh, and put them up there too soon. I think it's too soon to bring those guys up. They got to go out and get an outfielder. But you know the Yankees always find a way to, to fill a void. So I'm not really too concerned. I think they'll be okay. But I, I was going to hear that they're going to dip into um, farm system. I said, Team Arizona Diamondbacks have some players. Oh, stop it! Listen to outfielders. him. Listen to him. <laughs> this is Birdland, fellas. This is Birdland. We can't be having this Yankees By the talk. Way, MLB.com has given its next ten World Series predictions. I don't know how they can do this ten years in advance. We and they have, Demetrius, you and Ed, your Yankees, playing the Cubs in the World Series in 2027. But that's not as good as A.J.'s Orioles projected to play the Mets in 2024 in the World Series. This year they're going with the Dodgers and the Blue Jays. That's what they got. It's a weird way of saying I don't know how they can predict this. and I don't know where that's come up with this. It's like those ESPN FPI or FBI or Mm -hmm. Elemental PI. You know, you had a 26.2% chance to win that, 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 you know, BPI index, but... 
MLB.com's got its next 10 World Series predictions, and they got the Yankees' next World Series. Uh, actually, I take that back. They got 2025. They got one sooner. They got you playing the Giants in a World Series. They got you playing in two of the next uh, five World Series. They didn't say who was going to win, though. Wow. And, and you talk about a uh, confusion over a physical exam. Correa, I don't know if anybody wants to touch him, but it looks like the Twins signed him Man. on six years. That whole thing is a mess, and you know, I I will say, and uh, Demetrius, we thank you for calling. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll look, yes, t- look forward to talking to you again soon. So right, Demetrius, get ready for a break here. But and, I, on Correa, I, I don't know. People That's, say it doesn't mess the Mets up, but uh, now your Yankees getting Rodone is a big deal in, in the rotation there. But uh, man, if the Mets had gotten Correa, you just feel like that would have solidified them as the team to beat in the NL. You know, with his bat to go with Alonzo and Lindor and the pitching they've got. You feel like they would be the team to beat right now? I mean, I'm not going with the Dodgers right away. I think it's still sort of fairly wide open between the Mets, Braves, Phillies, the Cardinals in the mix, and then you can't count out either the Padres or Dodgers in the NL West. But it's still a long ways away from baseball because it's football playoff time and we got college hoops and college football just finished up. So we'll take a timeout. We'll come back with an interview I did with Willie Gauze of Kickatan, and then we'll also hear from David Teal, the Virginia Sports Hall of Famer inscribed with the Richmond Times-Dispatch on Ed's favorite radio station. What is it? ESPN Radio 94.1. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1. And we welcome everybody back to uh, ESPN Radio 94.1 here on Saturday Morning Sports Talk. Um, I am the voice that you are listening to now, the coach, Ed Young. My partner had to run out of here and hurry up and interview Mr. Willie Goss, head coach of Kikitan High School, after their big win, uh, hard-fought win over Woodside uh, High School last night. Let's uh, tune in and see what uh, Matt and uh, Willie talk about the game. All right, we're here with Kikatan head basketball coach Willie Gauz. His Warriors win it by a count of 69 to 60 over the Woodside Wolverines to move to 10 and 2 overall. Coach, back in the season opener at your place uh, in November, I think you lost to them by 17, and there was just an extra energy and camaraderie from your bench players to coaches. This one felt awful sweet, didn't it? Uh, it did. It did. You know, it's good uh, to see a you know, combination of all your hard work come together. And I'm just proud of the players, the coaching staff. Uh, you know, we've. We've been grinding to get back to the basics and play the type of basketball that we know we can play. And so tonight, we won it on the defensive end, was able to execute down the stretch. And so that's kick and tan basketball. But I'm so proud of these players and these coaches. So it's a good night for us. He shot like that as well with nine three-pointers again. But if I told you it would be the supporting cast, not the headliners, Justin Bass and Jane Pace, that really did the job for you. I mean, those two guys had just three two-point field goals between them. You had so many players step up, and down the stretch, it was Kevin Copeland off the bench free. He was an animal, finished with a double-double tonight, coming off the bench. Yeah, man, that's that's Kevin. That's what Kevin's been doing all year. Uh, you know, we, we as a coaching staff, uh, we made a couple of adjustments, uh, decided to bring Kevin off the bench because he wasn't started. Decided to bring him off the bench so that, you know, he could see the game. The game could slow down to him a little bit. And uh, that's that, that's proved to start working dividends. So uh, Kevin's a great kid, man, a humble kid, and he just, he just does his job. Tyler Super finishes up with 17 points for you. And one of the things that sticks out with me watching the end of this game, taking photos on the baseline, was a mistake happened and he just pounded for it. You can just see how bad he wanted it. Tell me just about his growth to go along with Deshaun Orman, who knocked down a bunch of threes in the third quarter and took you from seesaw game to up 14 all of a sudden. 
Uh, it's just, again, Tyler's a great kid, man. He's, he's maturing. Uh, he's growing. He's learning to uh, control his emotions. And then he's also learning to have uh, short-term and amnesia. You know, you make a mistake, get it back. Uh, but he's growing. He, he's understanding uh, my tough love. Uh, he's starting to see the game, you know, uh, through my eyes and through the team eyes. And it's just amazing. And then, you know, every day, you know, we, we've been telling guys, I mean, we know. We, we know people are going to run, you know, they're going to try to lock down Jay and, and Justin. And so the other guys have been working hard at the game. And they're great players. You know, they're great players at all. And then, you know, we just made the development system um, as coaches to make sure that it can uh, make them be more effective. And in Orman's case, he came to you about a year or two ago from Denby. He's got the, the glasses or goggles. Doesn't look like a big-time basketball player, but he can get going from three, can he? And listen, I'm telling you, man. We've been blessed. We've been blessed here to have some shooters, and so I mean, he's he's um, you know he's over there with Josh Fortune and and and, and those guys, man. This kid can shoot. Man. He can shoot the rock. So uh, if you need a shooter, man, him in the inbox. He's ready. He's open. Well, that's high pressure. You talk about guys that have played at Providence and Colorado, in his case, and Greg Alexander, who played at East yeah, Carolina yeah, and Mount St. Yeah, Mary's. Yeah. Um, what was the difference defensively from the first go round with Woodside? Was it just a matter of keeping them out of transition, controlling the backboard? Right. Because you didn't give them right. a lot of second chance points right. as well. It was it was just controlling the pace of the game. Okay. Playing the game at at, at our pace and. First, you know, first time around, I think we did that too. We just shot 17%. I mean, you can't beat anybody, you know, shooting 17%. So uh, tonight, you know, we shot, we stayed close to the game plan, we were ready. Lastly, what does it tell you as a coach when you lose a 14-point lead in a game like this, recover on the road against a team with as much talent as Woodside, and gutted out on a night where, I mean, they're concentrating on, on Bass and, and pays up, letting those guys get off, and, and you still find a way with the, the others, if you will, to get the victory, which they always say, you know, NBA basketball, they say, well, the Stars win it for you on the road, the role guys don't do it. Tonight, the role guys really win the game on the road. It's all, you know, it, it's, first of all, basketball is a game of runs, mm -hmm. so you're never up enough with a, you know, with a team that has great players. And so, you know, we've been down. You remember uh, uh, Lake Taylor a couple years ago, we were down 20, fourth quarter, came back one by 20. So, Woodside's a great team, great team, great players, great coaching staff. But what I learned about our team is that, you know, we're tough. We're mental tough. You know, we, we have great toughness. Uh, and we we can lock in mentally and, and follow the script. You know? And so, I'm just so proud of them, man. I'm so proud of them tonight, man. If I could... If I could take them out, I would. I think I'm going to go buy some chicken nuggets. Chicken okay. nuggets on me. Enjoy the nuggets as the Warriors stay unbeaten here in the 2023 calendar year. Thanks so much. Amen. Thank y'all. So that was Willie Gauze of the Kickatan Warriors, a winner last night over Woodside, 69-60 to on the road as they lost a 14-point lead, recovered from that, and prevailed against the Woodside Wolverines. Ed, uh, they win it on a night when their mainstays were not the hot options. The supporting cast does it, and that's a big deal when you – Beat a, a rival team that's one of the best in the area and the state. You lose to them by 17 at your place. You get revenge by nine on the road. So uh, this kick and tamp program has been very, very good under Willie Gauze. And, you know, they graduated their best player from a season ago in DJ Campbell, who's getting a lot of playing time as a freshman at Western Carolina. Uh, it was supposed to be their year last year. Some thought maybe the COVID year. Um, they didn't get a chance to play. They could come sort of out of nowhere in some respects this year, but I don't know if it's going to be nowhere anymore after they beat Woodside because now people, they've gotten the attention of folks with this win. I saw them play earlier in the year i would not classify them in the come out of nowhere category that that team when it's back in august when we're talking about teams in, in the region i probably mentioned them top three four real quick um and they have those kind of athletes uh, they're, they're very strong they're i would say at least seven deep you're talking about some role kids last night coming in and playing big on the road against a very good team 
And they're not playing against somebody that's a mediocre-type team or having a bad year. So that's big for them. I think they're battle-tested. Willie has, has been through the, through the ropes in there. Um, they'll be there. Now, my only concern with that is did he say he was buying the team chicken nuggets last night or is he going out for chicken nuggets? I missed well, that he, part. He can be both, can it? Can't he get himself well, if some he chicken bought, nuggets when he buys them chicken nuggets? Yeah, he should have take the team to get chicken nuggets because Willie – Willie and I don't turn down chicken nuggets. We could put them away. I'm sure. Yeah, Willie's the type of guy when he said, well, how many pieces do you have? I remember one time I was with him, and they, the guy said, well, we have, they come in five, seven, and nine. Wait, don't you owe him a steak from beating him in the playoffs a few years ago? He came on I the say, show. Didn't he owe a lot of people steaks? Well, remember, no, he I came don't. on. Ed always says winner buys, and I think you owe him a steak for beating him in overtime I, in a I playoff think Willie, game at Green Run. I think he sent me a text message in September. If he's and listening, he, and I'm sure he is, he's probably going to text me. He absolved me of it because he no, gave he didn't up red, you of it. No, yeah, he gave up red meat because he's in you on chicken nuggets now. They reached a resolution. Oh, look at this. He went, instead of you have to buy a mistake at one of these expensive restaurants that cost you triple digits, you're going to go for the little dollar menu at the little yeah, he street wants, place, I which think I won't he say because they sponsor us. 22-piece chicken nugget. I'm going to yeah. get him that. I'll get him that. He, he, steak's <laughs> not good. 22-piece? Yeah, that's Willie. I thought they go like in 5, 10, or 4, 8, 16 counts. I mean, I know they do have a 20-piece. Yeah, I never heard no, of No, no, Will, Willie. I remember one time I was with Willie, and, and he said, well, what do they come in? And he said, that lady said, well, we got five seven and nine well he's okay i'll take a 22 piece hey they got it for him so willie has cool i'm about to join that team i want some chicken nuggets you want some 22 piece chicken nuggets but kick it tan will be a factor without doubt sure in the I regional with playoffs with the potential of moving on potential moving strong on. potential okay. moving on, absolutely so you're not going to call them a tcu out there speaking yeah. of which how bad was that game on monday night my gracious I had to oh, turn they, off second quarter. It was wait a minute, over. Did they play? They did, did they show play. up? They, um, they had a nice year. Let's not let's not yeah, kill they, the horn. They did. They, did. they had a good year. Georgia just went oh, crazy. Like somebody With said, thirty-five year old, twenty-five year old Stetson Bennett quarterback. Yeah, how about, how about that? People are mad because Mad Dog is the one that's the maddest. By the way, yeah, that's dumb. I don't care if the kid's forty-eight years old. And he's playing. Yes, college. you do. This no, is the same guy that gets nothing. mad when a kid's twenty three years old with a beard playing high school basketball. Oh, high school basketball is a little different. Well, college, di- no. What's college. the difference if a kid's twenty five playing college? Because you have college eligibility. You, that's not a problem. High school, I could. You know, you can't be. I, I could see twenty years old, but twenty three years old in high school. Come on now. You don't. So you don't think twenty? Him being older than eight NFL quarterbacks. That's that's another absurd. That was so stupid to mention. Why because, is that so stupid to mention? I mean, he's older than uh, fifteen guys working for IBM too. So what's it? So, so what? So is this your your feeling or theory on this that people are just mad that Georgia won easily? They don't like Stetson Bennett. They don't have a lot of yeah. style and people appeal to don't them. like They're Stetson boring. Bennett. First of all, who who knows a guy by the name of Stetson? It should be like a butler. Okay, he's a two-time. He's a like two-time from the nanny, right? Niles, yeah, two-time Stetson. national champion, and how they say he has no shot at the NFL is a joke. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. Uh, I'm right. not saying he's a starter, but he has a shot in the NFL. All right, let's take a call yeah, here. Seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Before we break with David Teal, Corey in Chesapeake, you're on the program. Good morning, Corey. Good morning, fellas. It's Corey calling Chesapeake. Hey, Corey, how are you? Uh, Pretty good, pretty good, Matt. I uh, wanted to comment and ask you about what you think of uh, – I just kind of caught it on the news the other night about Philip Sims coming to Princess Anne and try to turn that program around. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting if hire. I do believe, if I do believe, was it late 60s, early 70s in the area, that Princess Anne was a powerhouse back in the day. And uh, if you could comment on Philip a little bit and him coming back home to coach, I'd greatly appreciate that. Sure, Corey. We thank you for calling in and tuning in. Uh, I think it's a, it's a good hire for uh, PA. 
Um, I do think it's a tough job, Ed, given that in football they've had trouble maintaining the stability, as Corey mentioned, since the late 60s. When you go back to the Buster O'Brien-Charlie Carr days, that was the uh, feared combination. And I know that because one of my family members went to school with those two, so that's how I know that whole story there. And they did have a little run in the early 2000s when they had Kai Parham, Cedric Humes, C.J. Faton. Parham played at UVA, Humes at Virginia Tech, Faton at Tennessee. But ultimately it's going to be a tough uh, situation because in the beach – you know, to get from the ground up. Now, James Yeager did a quick, good job there for about a year or two. Uh, they just don't have the numbers coming out for football. Now, maybe Phillip can attract that. It's going to have to start with getting the JV program built, getting assistance, building a staff. Rome wasn't built in a day. So if he's patient and they're patient with him, within three to five years, I can see them improving gradually. I just don't see a quick snap your fingers turnaround in a beach where Green Run's been the dominant team lately. Ocean Lakes had that run. Lanstown had a run. Salem had a run. It's 11 schools. But they've got to take some incremental progress and, and have some patience with this. It, first of all, it's a great hire having Philip come back. You know, great high school uh, player here in the area at Oscar Smith set records. Yep. Um, how quick they do it, you're right. It's a little bit work at the high school level, except one key word, transfers. And if you can dip into the high school transfer portal, um, you could get players. And um, um, I, I think he'll do a very good job there. I, I think he's excited about getting that. Um, he didn't come back in the area just because he's a name and, you know, this is his area. And he has been coaching before. It ain't like it's his first coaching job. No, he coached at John Marshall and J.R. Tucker more right. recently. And so, he didn't quite have a huge amount of success, but he had some moments there. He wasn't bad. Right. I would say he was he was decent at times. And I think that's what it's going to be. It's yeah. going to be, he'll put, if he's putting together that program, he's, you know, he's got to start with some young kids. Um, and he may, you know, some kids may, the beach is well known for moving around because of the academies. So that can happen very easy. And I think in due time, Philip will be very successful. Coming up next, we're scheduled to be joined by David Teal, Virginia Sports Hall of Famer from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on ESPN Radio 94.1.